Welcome to the Woke Awards, the award show that recognizes the inane and insane antics of the woke left. There's a lot of woke idiocy out there, and it's our pleasure to bring you the best of the worst. Oh, and this week we've really got some doozies. Too bad there's only one woke award per week. I could give away one every day. But that's not how we roll at the Woke Awards. No, there's only one award, which we affectionately call the Wokey. Before we get into this week's Woke Award nominees, I'd like to recommend a non-woke website, goodpatriot.com. Good Patriot, like you might guess, is about good old-fashioned Christian American patriotism. But there's a lot more to it than that. Their site says that it's all about celebrating all that's good about our country. God, guns, freedom, and more. Now, goodpatriot.com has a great store that sells some really cool Patriot-themed merchandise. After you take a look around the site, I suggest that you head over to their channel on Rumble, or Wokanoid YouTube if you really have to, and check out Good Patriot's videos. The Good Patriot is, in fact, a gun-toting lady named Katie in my state of Texas. And Katie makes some very entertaining and funny videos on things like the fight to protect our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, and fighting back against the woke mob and our leftist government that's chipping away at our freedoms bit by bit. Katie is always entertaining and pretty funny, too. So if you're a gun enthusiast or just a liberty-loving American— I think you'll really like Good Patriot. So check them out at goodpatriot.com. All right, it's time to unveil this week's Woke Award nominees. Our first nominee comes to us all the way from Scotland. It's not fat bastard, but it might as well be. It's Scottish politician Julie McKenzie. No doubt of the clan McKenzie. Now, here's the backstory. On Christmas Day in England... Netflix released Jimmy Carr's comedy special called His Dark Materials, and they are indeed dark, as a lot of British humor can be. During the set, Carr made an admittedly controversial joke about gypsies and the Holocaust. Yeah, I know, the Holocaust isn't something that comes up too often in comedy. Maybe it should. I don't know. So basically, Carr said that when people talk about the Holocaust, they usually talk about it Well, in terms of the millions of Jews who suffered and died under the Nazis, right? But he said that the Nazis also killed thousands of gypsies. Now, here's his punchline, quote, No one ever wants to talk about that because no one ever wants to talk about the positives. (laughs) Okay, all right. Yeah, okay, Carr knew that this joke would be controversial before he ever delivered it. He told his audience up front, before he ever told the joke, that it might be a career-ender, And he even gave them the typical college snowflake trigger warning. The whole set was crafted to be, as he put it, jokes about terrible things. But not the terrible things themselves, just jokes. Of course, you can guess what came next. Lots of hemming and hawing on Twitter, especially from leftists, who lead such miserable lives that they can't seem to find humor anywhere about much of anything. The woke mob quickly lined up to take swipes at Carr, and express their well-practiced shock and horror. Let me read a couple of tweets from some British politicians. Now, I'm, I'm not going to try to fake a British accent, so I, w- I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> the first is from David Lammy. 
Jimmy Carr's attack on the Gypsy, Roma, and Traveler community is utterly despicable. It was only last week that we commemorated the Holocaust. Netflix should remove his sickening celebration of genocide immediately. Is that what that joke struck you as? A sickening celebration of genocide? Okay, let's move on to the next one. Here is uh, Nadia Whitom, and she is a member of Parliament, Parliament, apparently. I have written urging Netflix to remove Jimmy Carr's vile anti-GRT and anti-Semitic material. I have also requested an update from DCMS on progress to bring streaming platforms under Ofcom regulation. My full solidarity with GRT communities today and always. Yeah, the leftist answer is uh, more regulation, of course. And finally, we have another MP, Member of Parliament, from uh, Zara Sultana. Jimmy Carr's joke that a positive of the Holocaust was the slaughter of 500,000 Gypsy, Roma, and Sinniti people is disgusting beyond words. Mocking racist genocide has no place in comedy or a decent society. I call on Netflix to remove this grotesque material. Of course, the leftist knee-jerk reaction is always to cancel and ban and silence. Remove this grotesque material. Yeah, typical. But these tweets of forced and feigned outrage aren't enough to earn a spot on our nominee list. No, to get nominated for the coveted Wokey, you've got to be a cut above your average leftist idiot. And I'm happy to say that our nominee this week, Scottish Nationalist Party Councillor Julie McKenzie, rose to the challenge. McKenzie doesn't just want to force Netflix to take down Carr's material or ban him. No, she said that, quote, Jimmy Carr and his Netflix hate speech and his applauding audience should be prosecuted. So McKenzie wants to prosecute Carr for hate speech and everyone in the audience who applauded him. So people who laugh at offensive jokes should be put in jail? Hmm, they certainly should be, according to McKenzie. Nope, not at all like Braveheart. So congratulations to Scottish politician Julie Lock-Em-Up-For-Laughing-McKenzie for scoring a spot on this week's Woke Award nominee list. Our next nominee is TikTok, the Chinese communist-owned social media company that's warping your kids' minds while collecting all their private data. Yes. This past week, TikTok announced that it's updating its community guidelines to prohibit deadnaming, misgendering, and content that promotes conversion therapy. Now, if you're thinking, what, what, what? Hang on, and I'll try to translate if you're not familiar with all these wokeisms. All these things have to do with gays, trannies, and the generally gender-confused that we've been seeing a lot of lately. Deadnaming is when you call someone by their old name after a so-called gender switch. Like if I started going by Michelle instead of Michael, because in my deluded mind I started believing that I was a girl instead of a boy. If you called me by my old name, Michael, that would be dead naming. Because I'm now Michelle and Michael is dead to me. And misgendering is when you don't play along with my psychosis and use the wrong pronouns, calling me a he instead of a she. And conversion therapy is when you point out the insanity of all this woke gender idiocy and offer to get me some help. Yes, TikTok even banned any effort to get these delusional people the help they need to come back to reality. So TikTok defined all of these things as hate speech and banned them from their wokadoodle platform. 
In one news article I read on this, Dr. K.C. Feisler, a researcher at the University of Colorado Boulder, called TikTok's changes to their community guidelines a good thing, because hate speech or harmful content is not well defined. The addition of things like dead naming and discussions of conversion therapy in the guidelines is helpful, because it makes unambiguous that these things constitute hateful behavior. Yep, TikTok wants all of us to play along with the delusional fantasies of the gender-confused, or get banned from the communist platform. I think I'd rather get banned. And that's enough to earn TikTok a nomination for this week's Wokey. Our next nominee is NPR, National Public Radio, the esteemed taxpayer-funded powerhouse of woke journalism. NPR recently published a hard-hitting piece on uh, emojis. You know, the little icons that you use on chat programs and text messages. The article is titled, Which Skin Color Emoji Should You Use? The answer can be more complex than you think. Now, you might recall that we recently nominated Apple for a Wokey for their idiotic emojis of a pregnant man and a pregnant but sexless person. Maybe taking a cue from Apple, these NPR reporters with way too much time on their hands decided to do a deep dive into the skin colors of emojis and see if they could stir up any hints of racism, gender discrimination, or white supremacy. And let me tell you, NPR never disappoints. Specifically, they took a look at the little yellow thumbs-up image that a lot of people use. The cartoon yellow is the original color, but if you want to use another skin tone, a lot of programs will let you pick whatever you like, but the yellow one is there if you want to use it. But that's the problem, according to NPR. Now, this article doesn't have a lot of journalistic meat to it, but it spends most of its time talking about the experiences of the racially confused who can't decide what color fits their identity on that day. It also quotes a handful of so-called experts and other journalists who studied emoji colors. One is Andrew McGill, who found that some white people may stick with the yellow emoji because they don't want to assert their white privilege by adding a light-skinned emoji to a text or to take advantage of something that was created to represent diversity. But NPR zeroed in on another woke writer, Zara Rahman, who says that skin tone emojis make white people confront their race. She said that white people who fail to use the white-skinned emoji show a lack of awareness of white privilege. Here's your tax dollars, hard at work, helping all of you white supremacists acknowledge your white privilege through the magic of emojis. So we give a big yellow skin thumbs up to NPR for making it onto this week's list of Woke Award nominees. Our final nominee for this week's Woke Award is none other than the Biden administration. Yes, Biden made the nominee list not too long ago for his insistence on picking a black woman to replace retiring Justice Stephen Breyer on the Supreme Court. But the woke dial in this administration is cranked to 11, and Biden is back again, this time with a pretty bizarre hire to a top government job. The Biden administration welcomed Sam Brenton as the new, get this, Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition in the Office of Nuclear Energy for the Department of Energy. Woo. Brenton is, in his own words, quote, the first gender-fluid person in federal government leadership. Hmm. Now, this is a guy, at least I think it 
might be a guy, not sure, who boasted about having worn his stilettos to Congress to advise legislators about nuclear policy and to the White House where he advised President Obama and Michelle Obama on LGBT issues. Now, this dude is a walking freak show, which is really what the Biden administration has become, a freak show. I invite you to check out pictures of this guy wearing all sorts of well, you'll just have to look it up for yourself. Put it this way, he's a drag queen. Apparently, his drag name is similar to his new job title in the Biden administration as he goes by Sister Radioactive. Yes. In fact, he's a member of the D.C. chapter of the Drag Queen Society called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. That says so much right there. So you'll see him in all sorts of get-ups if you have the stomach to look him up online. Among the photos, you might see him and his puppies. No, not real dogs, but men dressed up as dogs. These guys dress up as dogs, act like dogs, getting down on all fours and playing fetch and all that, on a leash. And then instead of milk bones, they get to have anal sex with Brenton as their dog handler. And this guy is online bragging about it. Not bragging about his qualifications or why he's the right guy for this high-level government job. No, bragging about his sexual perversion and presenting it all like it's normal and just a good old time. Fantasizing about and pretending to have sex with animals. This is the new normal in the Biden administration. Only the most perverse need apply. And it's another victory for diversity, equity, and inclusion for the woke mob. So the Biden administration rounds out our nominees for this week's award. As always, it's a tough, tough choice. I don't think we've ever had as close a competition as we have this week. But as they say on Highlander, there can be only one. The coveted Wokey and all its genuine imitation gold-plated glory goes to... The Biden administration for entrusting our nuclear waste to a deranged drag queen with a fetish for sodomizing dogs. Congratulations to the Biden administration. Just when you think our leftist government couldn't get more perverse, well, here it is. Who's been a good boy disposing of all that nuclear waste? Who's a good boy? Sit, sit, stay. Roll over for Uncle Joe for a nice long sniff. Oh man. Well, that's it for this week's Woke Award. The pile of woke crap never stops growing. So if you see something that you think deserves a Wokey, give us a shout at WokeAwardPodcast at ProtonMail.com or find us on Gab at the Woke Awards Podcast. And we're on Telegram at t.me slash the Woke Awards Podcast. Until next time, remember God, say your prayers, and for goodness sake, stay unwoke.